Welcome to another edition of the eSpot with Camille. The eSpot is your location for the latest in entertainment, beauty, and design from the people who make it. Thanks for joining. Hi, welcome to another episode of the eSpot with Camille. I'm your host, Camille Cower, and today we have a very special guest. She's not only my cousin, which... Um, Truth be told, this is like the first time we've seen each other in decades, but she is a nurse practitioner and we're going to talk about mental health issues that are it's kind of plaguing the nation right now. Whether you hear about it for teenagers, it's becoming a real big issue with social media causing more and more kids to suffer with depression, ADHD, different things of that nature. And then we're all hearing about the latest craze when it comes to weight loss. And she's going to talk to us about what's the difference between a semi-glutide and an ozempiapigaka and then all the other um, terms I'm not going to try to pretend to know. And um, we're going to also... Let me just bring her up so she can do her expert tease here instead of me trying to pretend to be a doctor because I only play that on TV. <laughs> but she's the nurse practitioner that's going to share all the stuff we need to know. And of course, um, she's going to keep me on the straight and narrow. So, uh, Miss Cindy, uh, tell everyone a little bit about your background as to why this is an area you can talk about as opposed to me. <clears throat> well, hello. And it is such an honor to um to be on your show and we talk all the time virtually um so and it has been way too long since i've seen you so we need to fix that too um but to um not labor um thank you again so i am a nurse practitioner and sometimes some people still do not know what that means so i you have to be a nurse first i was a nurse for 22 years and you go back, you have a four-year degree, you go back and you get, um, obtain a master's degree. So that's a total of six years of education. Um, so I went, I got my bachelor's at Winston-Salem State, go Rams. And I got my master's degree at Southern Uni um, uh, South University in Savannah. Um, so I have a master's in family nurse practitioner um, so basically, I can treat um, individuals from birth um, to death, um, so from infants to elderly. So I wanted that specialty because it did not put me in a box. I don't like being put in a box, as you can see, the genes there. We don't like being in a box. Um, <laughs> so with that, um, full time, I do uh, cardiology. Um, even when I was a nurse, I worked critical care and CCU. Um, in Charlotte at uh, now, which is Atrium Health. Um, so for the most part, I did cardiology in my nursing career, did some medical device sales for about 13 years of that. Um, and then after I got laid off of a job, I was like, okay, what do I do now after 19 years? So I went back to school. Um, so here I am, been in Atlanta for eight years and um, started dabbling into entrepreneurship, still um, working um, with a regular job, but then I've just always been fascinated with owning my own business and helping people the way I want to help people, not on a corporate scale. So <clears throat> I first had a med spa, Camille and I, she guided me a lot with that because she's been in the beauty business forever. And that's just what her second name is. If you say Camille, you say beauty. Um, so did that for a little bit and face out of that prior to COVID, thank goodness. So I didn't get stuck with that. Um, so now currently my husband and I, we have a um, 
it's called Health and Wellness Pros. And we basically, he's a ex-football player for Alabama and he now currently does IT. Um, so with our knowledge and talent with my healthcare background and then his with wellness, he works out every single day, which I do not. Um, <laughs> we kind of came together and I know I, 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 I try to do, I eat well, but I don't work out as well. Like, like uh, neither do I. <laughs> I <was pretty> fun. <laughs> you have a good excuse to work out every day because you have some money to work out with you. But at I the know. same time, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not, I'm not that girl. It's, I mean, and I, tr I, tr I want to do better. I really do. And I am, I keep saying that, I, but, um, but I tell people how they can live well and do better. <laughs> so, so with that, um, you know, our goal and our mission is to you know, mentally, I think you have to be in a place to, um, for your body to follow. If your mental health is not in a great state, um, your body is not going to follow. You can eat right, you can do all the right things, but if you are depressed, if you have anxiety, you will sometimes binge eat. And the body with cortisol levels, hormone levels, it will hold on to weight. You can do all the right things, but you will not um, attain certain um, weight loss goals and just overall general health. You're not going to feel well. So for me, the mental health um, piece of things and just with personal challenges over the years, um, I think mental health is just the foundation of of health and wellness. And so that's kind of where our name came from. And then um, we're health and wellness pros. So that's, I think, the, the, the etching of the name of our business. Um, so I take mental health very, very seriously. Um, I treat adolescents. Um, I treat kids anywhere from four years old up to college and then adults as well. Um, a lot of children um, and adults since the pandemic have been affected um, more than I think people realize. <clears throat> um, yeah, well, let's talk about that for a little bit. What What are some of the signs that you are, are not signs, but I guess what are some of the trends that you're noticing as far as how people were affected after the pandemic? Um, I think just not socializing and, and being in the house um, for two years solid. Um, and then when we were charged to go back out into socializing, just general socializing, going to school, being out in public. Um, a lot of teenagers, their their anxiety levels are just through the roof. They are nervous about everything. They're nervous about what's going to happen. Um, and, you know, people lost a lot of people. Um, a lot of people passed away, people close and near and dear to them. Um, it, it is just anxiety is at all high with our youth, um, with our adults too, but I, I treat a lot of small kids, like, I mean, eight years old, 10 years old, 15 years old. So from elementary school up through middle school, um, where I feel homebound paperwork, where they cannot go sit in a classroom mm. and do their schoolwork. So it is a real thing. And I mean, it's not that they're pretending. I mean, they are they are physically they have physical symptoms where they're nauseated they vomit they can't get out of the house to go to school or if they do they are physically they have physical symptoms so it's not like they're pretending like because they just don't want to go they are truly anxious and having near panic situations no, I'm glad you're sharing that because I think a lot of times with parents, we, we don't always know, as much as we may know our children, we may not always see those signs of something deeper is going on with them than just 
oh, they're just teenagers working through right. their hormones. This is just a uh, part of, um, uh, what is it called? The, um, just kind of like the, the kids growing up or it's a thing. Yeah. Like or, it's, like, it's yeah. just their hormones yeah. and it's just, yeah. you know, it's just part of their maturity levels. They're just yes. changing things and yeah. knowing when to step in and get intervention for them is always a good sign for. So when do you think is a good time for parents to know, or is it something like kind of like with, um, going to a doctor, you just once a year yes. do a wellness check just to make sure Absolutely. everything is connected yeah. properly. Yes, mm -hmm. I think um, now, um, even, you know, I just had my primary care visit on Friday, and I think primary care physicians are being very diligent um, doing those assessments, um, the depression screens, the anxiety screens. Um, so they are, and even the pediatricians, they are being very good at doing those screens at, at the wellness visits. Um, even at the schools, there's a lot of um, counselors that if they are recognizing things, they're being very proactive by getting um, uh, the mental health team involved earlier, sooner than later, if things start to happen, um, or if behaviors are occurring in children, they are notifying um, more team members and getting um, community services involved and in, in, in tag tapping people on the shoulder and parents saying, hey, I've seen this behavior consistently for X amount of time. You know, I think you may need to get them evaluated. So, so it's it's definitely more awareness, and so I think that's a, a difference as well too. Pre-pandemic, you know, as opposed to post-pandemic, that there is a lot of um, there's not delays as as I saw prior to because I've, I've I've dabbled in behavioral health now probably as long as probably about seven years. Um, as long as I've been doing the cardiology piece of, of um, working since I've been a nurse practitioner. Um, so I've kind of dual worked in both areas and, and it definitely has changed um, of, of how quickly someone will reach out to get a child evalu evaluated pre-COVID as opposed to post-COVID. Um, you know, children having just melt meltdowns in class and, or episodes and then end up in the hospital. Um, it used to happen a lot, but now because they have protocols in place and they're, they're watching closer, I mean, obviously, we've had a lot of events happening, you know, throughout the country of, you know, shootings in schools and, you know, threats and, um, you know, you know, so they, they really are have a zero tolerance. So if a child seems like they are not doing well and they are um, under distress, they will definitely step in a whole lot sooner now, which is really, really good and get a child help and adults, too, um, where this in the workplace, you know, a, a lot of the jobs they have all the behavioral health and EAP programs in place, which I think is really good because it used to be really taboo where people didn't want to talk about needing help. They didn't want to discuss that they were having depression or they were having anxiety. We were just charged to, you know, do, even in healthcare, just kind of you deal with it, you push through. But now it, it is welcome to talk about, I need a timeout, I need help, I'm unraveling a little bit. So it's more accepted, which makes it really, really nice. I'm glad you brought that up because that it, like that is a good thing for us to know that there are so many different areas, like uh, touch points in a way that are making sure kids are being watched over as well as adults for that matter. Because I yes. remember it used to be a thing where it was like, did somebody go postal? It was like a joke uh, yes, now, right? <laughs> and yes. now it's more yes. of a thing of like, everybody, you, ha you have your mindfulness minute. Do yes. you need a day off Absolutely. or a mental health day? Like it's never frowned yes. upon or given... 
that negative energy it might have in the past of <clears throat> assumptions that you're close to killing everyone at the office as opposed to Absolutely. just having a bad day or a bad hour right. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and we, and, and we have to, you know, as healthcare facilities, you know, we had instances even at the hospital that I work at where a patient mm -hmm. didn't get care, but you know, it was a mental health patient and it was a shooting at a doctor's office. So, you know, at, within the system that I work in. So now you have to think of how to keep your employees safe with patients that have mental health challenges and, and follow certain protocols and have and identify and, and know when someone is not okay when they walk into your door. Um, so it's just, it's just awareness all around, just as a provider, as um, you know, a coworker, if, some, if you notice one of your coworkers are not okay, if you if it's a friend everyone needs to check on each other to see are you okay yes. so i think that's kind of my message of everyone needs to kind of check in <laughs> yeah, i love that yeah so make sure you check in on your friends or yes co-workers too co-workers <laughs> um, too yeah because yeah, you just never know what someone else never is going through and your kind words could make a difference. Now, yes. speaking of some of the things that are kind of going on in the news, we're going to touch on some of the more, um, I don't even know if it's taboo subjects, but just things that I've noticed that are in the mental health space that have been in the news. So one of the big ones, which kind of affects me as well, because my poor Vivance was, um, I wasn't able to get oh. it, get a generic <laughs> and it works, but, um, you know, us ADHD people need mm. our meds sometimes, but... <laughs> Yes. But even before then, um, I was late diagnosed and it was one of those things where um, my daughter was diagnosed and they all kept saying, it's genetic, it's genetic. So it's like, well, people always told yes. me I was ADHD. So let me go get official and find out what that means and how right. I can help her too in that sense as well. So tell me, like, ha have you noticed an... I mean, obviously, this wasn't something that was diagnosed back when we were in school. But so I'm sure you've seen right. incline of people of patients of having ADHD. But what have been, I guess, for people who didn't even think they had it, what were some of the signs that made them finally come in, or what should people start noticing? Like, hey, maybe it's time for you to get some help for that. You don't have to struggle and just assume it's a personality trait, or start noticing these signs with amongst your friends, or like, hey, you act like you have ADHD. <laughs> you yes. can like help for that you don't just have to be misdiagnosed with it or self-medicating or whatever it may be yes the one thing that i find most often which is um i think the most misdiagnosed adhd is the most misdiagnosed i would have to say it is always misdiagnosed as anxiety mm. yes it is and the reason for that if if you cannot so there's there's three different types so you have ADHD, where there's inattention, um, primarily, um, hyperactivity, or combined. So those are the three buckets in the different types of ADHD. If you are in a, unable to get your list of to-dos done, um, you've got a packed schedule, you know, your mommy, your the number one podcast host, you know, you've got... You've got all these things that you're doing, your own TV shows, commercials, you know, think of all the things you have to do in the day. If you can't get those things done or you're behind or they're piling up, that's going to cause anxiety, right? Because you are punctual. You are, you want to do and be the best of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So if you can't do those things, that's going to cause a level of anxiety to creep up. It's going to get higher and higher. The next day rolls around, 
the list from the day before continues to pile up. So then the third day comes. And so the list is now a mountain. I have more people coming in that are all these anti-anxiety medications. They're on depression medications and they're not depressed and they're not anxious. They have ADHD that's been misdiagnosed. So that is what I see most often is that it's missed because they're getting, they're showing signs of anxiety or they're showing signs of low mood and low motivation. It's simply because they can't get the things done that they need to do or they're poor performing at work. And it's because they can't stay on track and on task. For, for, for example, when, there's, when you have ADHD and it's inattention, you, it's hard to follow through. You can give someone a task and they can't complete it or they understand it, but you have to repeat it and tell them over and over again. Just like if it's whether it's a child or an adult. If that continues to happen, you're going to look like a poor performer at work. Even though you're not, you can have been top of your class. But if you cannot complete things, you're going to look like you just are a slacker when you're not. And so that will start to chip away at your ego. It will start to chip away because you know inside, I can do this. But if you can't complete and deliver whatever your deliverables are, that's going to start to eat away at who you are and what you think that you can honestly do. So in turn, what does that do to your emotions? And what does that do to your mood? And what does that do? So then it's like this snowball effect. So then you go to a psychiatrist and you're depressed and now you have low mood and now you have low motivation because now it looks like you can't do your job and that you're a poor performer. Then you're on a PIP. And so then you're looking at risk of losing your, so, so do you see how this, so you're not, depressed and you don't have anxiety, you have simply ADHD inattention that's untreated. Put somebody on some ADHD medication, they go back, they're a rock star, they knock it out, and you take them off all those other medicines that's not working. I get that about 80% of the time of adults mm -hmm. that I treat. So that's what I think is the most misdiagnosed is they, for me, mm -hmm. I can only speak for me personally of people that I have have taken on as clients and in my personal touch point of, of my seven years of adults, not children, sometimes some kids as well, too. Um, but with children, there are some non-stimulant medications. So it's not that, you know, in with my physician that I work with as my collaborating physician, that we just throw people on stimulants all the time, because then that's another whole issue of stimulant abuse and opioid use and all that thing. So we're not just like passing them out as Tic Tacs. Don't, don't get me wrong. But there's other non-stimulant medications that work great. But if you just help someone focus and, 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 and be able to complete tasks and be successful, it takes away so much of that anxiety and so much of low mood just by helping them complete tasks and be successful huge like because um when i first went to my therapist uh, she, much like you she first was like well let's see if it's depression and so she started me off with depression meds and was like yeah it's not depression <laughs> i was like yeah, yeah. i don't have anything that makes i mean except uh -huh. for like seasonal which we're going to talk about as well i yeah. do get that because i'm like it's too cold to go outside i don't want to go anywhere and then you get kind of stuck in your bubble where it's just yeah like, you're not really getting out of bed because it's too cold and your heated yeah. blankets in there. <laughs> right. And it's snuggly. I'm going to you know, I love my blankets. 
<laughs> and so it gives all the signs and you know and then next thing you know um, but when she finally got me on my adhd meds it was a matter of like i can see things through i don't have to wait till the last minute to finally yeah. complete things when it would get to a point where it's like it's like the barrel is about to break and that's when i start doing stuff usually yeah. um and working under pressure when i was an esthetician it it was so easy to not be diagnosed because I was so busy. I didn't have time to just sit and think. Yeah, because like yeah. even when a client had a mask on, I was also waxing somebody else's eyebrows. Like there was no time to not yeah. think all the time. And um, and that whole out of sight, out of mind thing, which I never really understood. But because I moved around so much, I didn't have those time to really make those close bonds with people. And so I would move and they'd be out of my mind. <laughs> things so I wouldn't miss them after a while you know so it's like even with yeah. creating new friendships now I get it like oh if you're here for a long time you're going to keep seeing these people right. <laughs> I moved every six, nine months you know like I would see family but it was like on holidays or you know it was very random type of yeah. thing so it was easy to overlook <laughs> Absolutely. so um uh, for but for normal people who don't have my weird nomadic life it is it's still easy to kind of overlook because they are like oh it's just a personality trait this person might be the right. class clown or it could be the the person that's the quietest in the room it doesn't always that's have the cookie cutter look of it because like my daughter is very quiet but she's also because she's daydreaming about more exciting things than whatever's going on in the classroom. So she's con yeah. and now she's in classes where she's more motivated and making right. straight A's because she's interested in it. It keeps her mm -hmm. attention and they're That's constantly so like she's into science and um, sports medicine. Speaking of your husband's career. Um, so she's constantly moving in that class and learning new yeah. things and watching videos. Like he's hitting all those touch points of learning, but she's right. doing great. And she, um, she didn't like the medication. She wasn't really good at taking it. So for her, she doesn't need it as of now, but it, we're always That's open awesome. to seeing it. You know, I mean, because yeah. she sees how I am on it, but I'm right. also a different kind than her. <laughs> but speaking of other things that are hot in the news with yes, health, yes. let's talk about what everybody was talking about because last week was like BravoCon and a oh, lot yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. Bravo celebrities were <laughs> uh -huh. being accused of using the latest craze in weight loss. But I also think like obesity is one of those things that they keep talking about being a medical mm -hmm. condition that needs to be treated. So now that yes. there's finally a medication for that, why are y'all hating on people using it? So anyway, can you talk to me? Because yes. I know that you offer that at your um, service. Can you talk to us about yes. who is a good patient for this? Why someone should seek this out if they are having a, a tougher time at losing weight? Yes. Um, so there, there initially it was um, just semaglutide, which was Ozempic, um, Ozempic and Wagovi. Semaglutide, those are all the same medication. Semaglutide is a generic form. So I initially was introduced to it working with heart failure and transplant patients, um, trying to get them, get their BMI down and their weight down for heart transplants and heart pump um, implants um, if when they've had heart failure and they need a new heart or like a mechanical pump to replace the heart function. So we would put these patients on, but you have to be a certain weight. You can't be obese. So we started when it first, when this medicine first came out and 
they would we would start them on the medicine for their diabetes because typically they have high blood pressure, diabetes, kidney issues. And they would come back in to, to see us and they would have lost 10 pounds, 15 pounds. And we were always like, what is going on? Like, this is amazing. But at the time it was not approved for weight loss. This was years ago when it first came out. Um, then the buzz started with, <clears throat> oh, okay, well, this is now being used for, for weight loss. Um, then it's all the diabetics, you know, raging of, you know, they're taking our medicine that we need for our diabetes, but there's tons of medications for diabetes. And there's other types of these medications um, for diabetes. I mean, there is, and, and this is a new, um, I guess, class. It's called the GLP-1, glucagon-like peptide. That's what the GLP stands for. Um, and this is a hormone that we produce on our own in our bodies. But this is, of course, a, a manufactured type um, with these medications. And it basically, it, um, it, it acts as an agonist. So we, once when you eat, your insulin levels go up and, and it allows you to help digest and, and the food that we eat and it allows us to process. And so the food doesn't sit as fat. And so that's kind of how this hormone works in our bodies. So the pancreas release more insulin and we use what we've eaten, break it down as energy. And that's kind of like the, I guess, the um, simple way of saying how this glucagon-like peptide hormone works in our bodies naturally. So when we inject this into us as this insulin or as this medication, um, when they started seeing that it caused weight loss, it pretty much, it slows down gastric emptying so basically it makes you feel full quick that's what it does so it makes you feel like you've eaten more than what you need to and you're not hungry so that's in a nutshell how this medicine works you feel full you're not going to eat a whole lot you take it once a week but the the caveat to weight loss of using it for weight loss you're not going to take the same amount that a diabetic is going to take the amount that they take is a is what we will compound or you get a pharmacy to compound down you take a microscopic portion of that weekly so where they take like maybe 0.5 in one week for their diabetes control you're going to take like a you know 0.1 mls or 0.15 they take 0.5 1.0 i mean they're big doses for a diabetic so it is nowhere near what a diabetic takes where you take for weight loss because you only want to just kind of stimulate a mic a, a, a small response to that or inject a small amount of this peptide like hormone just to make your stomach or make trick your body to make you think you're full and not overeat so it's to inc to decrease your appetite um stimulate give your body just a little bit extra of this hormone just so you don't overeat but at the same time you know with any of these appetite suppressants has been out like the good old pentaramine that i cannot i do not like that medicine i may use some of like a portion of it you know and i have a pharmacy that i use out of florida that they compound it and put just maybe half of that pentaramine causes palpitations it's a good old faithful we used to use it a lot back in the day i've, I've taken it myself back in the day but 
I would not give anyone just that pill by itself ever because of my cardiac background. Um, but <laughs> like yeah, they but, prescribe me that too. So I'm curious what what tell me more about the fenteramine. Mm-hmm. It, it it just it, it's almost like speed. I mean, you you know, your mouth is dry. Yeah. It, you know, if people, if you have cardiac issues, if you have high blood pressure, I just, it just gave me really know. bad headaches. I couldn't really like every time yes. I would use it at my headaches or too, I was like, ah, yes. it's not meant yes. for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. The normal <clears throat> dose is 37.5 milligrams. And I just, you know, now there's some medications or some appetite suppressants that maybe it's 15 milligrams. You don't feel it as much. Um, but that one just straight, you know, taking it, I don't do that. I just don't think it's a good idea. Um, so getting back to the, the semaglutide, you know, you have Trulicity, you have Bayetta, Bonduridon, Victoza, um, you know, it's, there's all these GLP-1 medications that work similarly that are injections. Um, and there are some risk, you know, that goes with everything. Um, something new that we've been talking about on the cardiac side of things that um, anesthesia has been kind of telling us if there's patients that are on these medications where they're they're diabetic or if they're taking it for weight loss. Um, there's been, um, they would like, it, and I'm starting to tell my patients this if I'm prescribing it, um, if you're having any type of surgery, whether you have to, if you have to be put to sleep, um, to make sure you hold this medication a week before having any type of general surgery. Um, they're seeing some challenges with what we call ketoacidosis, meaning like if you are diabetic, you know, it can cause some complications and it can cause some gastric issues. So like what we call gastroparesis, where um, just the stomach issues, I'll just put it kind of simple. Um, but it's basically causing the gastric um, and emptying delay because that's what it makes you feel full and that's why you don't eat as much. Um, so just some of those concerns that on the anesthesia side, there's actually been a, a guideline added for the ASA guidelines. Um, so I'm adding that to my education if I'm prescribing it because this is just kind of new that just came out recently within the past couple of weeks. Um, so I'm adding that to my safety um, of my patients um, of just an education. If you have thyroid challenges, any history of thyroid cancers, um, uh, or uh, if you have like a goiter or um, in, in the lab um, research with lab rats, um, they uh, had a high instance of developing thyroid cancer. Um, from this medication. So if there's any thyroid concerns, um, it, it's not ideal to prescribe this medication to patients. Um, and then to check calcitonin levels frequently, it, I would say at least every, you know, if someone's on it long-term, at least every three months, just to check those levels. Um, so I'm really big on education, whether it's, if it's an appetite suppressant, or if it's a medication like this, or if it's someone that's been on ADHD medicines for 10 years and they're new to me, I like to teach. Um, even if it's like, yeah, 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 I've been taking this forever. Well, I wanna know, well, you're new to me, I don't know you. And sometimes they leave with, oh, well, I didn't know that. You know, So I wanna make sure I cover all the bases. You're new to me. I don't know who you were seeing before, but you're new to me now. So I always like to teach and, and make sure that I give all the knowledge that I can at a first impression and at a first visit. 
um, just to make sure there's no rocks, no stones that are unturned. Because some people, even though they've been taking medication for a long time, there's always certain little pearls that maybe they didn't know. And I had I had a patient like that that had been on ADHD meds as a teenager, and he's older now and working. And and there was things that he didn't know about ADHD. So it was really it was really, and he appreciated it. He's like, well, it was I didn't know that. So I always love to take the time to teach and and make sure that. I give some value to my patients, um, whether it's in a hospital or it's, if it's with my business. And you do a lot of that even. Um, so make sure you follow and look up her website, keep in touch. Um, how can everyone keep in touch with you? What's the best way, I guess, for them to keep in touch with you as well? Because um, obviously, if you live in Georgia, you should check her out for Teladoc <laughs> and all of the things in between. But yes. if you're outside of Georgia, like myself, I uh, know, I know. You can only so, follow her website, uh, her Instagram. I guess yes, <laughs> for the little we, healthy wellness yes, pros. Yes. Yeah. So the the office website is healthywellnesspros.com. That's for the clinic. We do telehealth visits. Um, we do have office space um, at uh, Lifetime fitness um in buckhead mm, so if someone okay. just yes yeah, so if someone just wants to see me in person see my face um yeah <laughs> you I, I will see some because sometimes some people do they, they love telehealth and they they want that convenience so they don't have to leave work um but we do have space um at lifetime fitness in buckhead that's right adjacent to nobu like right beside nobu um so Nobu in Atlanta too. <sighs> yeah, it is. It's a ho the hotel. Yes. Um, so we do have space um, at life at lifetime. Um, so if you know, if you just want to, I can give you that information. Um, our the address listed. That's more of a virtual type office um, for our answering service. But if you do, you know, request, um, we'll we'll add it as another location. Um, is what we're going to do. But. Um, if you want to come and sit and talk to me in person, um, mm -hmm. I love that too. Um, I, I will, uh, we, we can definitely arrange that, but pretty much our visits are a hundred percent telehealth for mental health, for the weight loss, um, mm -hmm. and for the medical marijuana. We do provide medical marijuana cards as well too. Um, there are 15 diagnoses approved, um, as of right now. Um, we have two dispensaries here in Marietta, um, um here in Georgia, there are Marietta, um, and as of September, um, pharmacies have, Georgia is the first state where pharmacies will be approved to um, dispense THC products. And um, so that's something really new that I was really surprised and kind of cool that we were the first. <laughs> so yeah. good things going on here. So um, we're really excited. And I found your Instagram, so it's listed below, hwpro23 on Instagram, hwpro at IG, if you want to check her out there as well. So for everyone out there listening, make sure you tune in, check her out. Um, make sure you share this episode with your friends and family that may also benefit from this. And if you ever need some help as well, there is a suicide um, crisis line that you can reach out to, and that's 988. You can either call or text, and that's also an option if you're outside of the state and you can't get with um, Cindy that's another option as well but um, is there any last minute thing or not last minute but little um, things that we didn't get to cover that you would like to use because I don't I mean you're a very busy woman so I don't want to hold you up. I, I think my, my closing statement would be um, the holidays are coming and this can be a tough time for many people for many different reasons so 
It can be if you've lost someone, if, um, you know, if you're not happy with where your weight is and you're going into the holiday and the new year's around the corner. So there's many different reasons why the holidays can be a happy time for people or if it's a not so happy time for people. Um, I don't have my parents. So life changed tremendously when, you know, for the holidays for me. So I had to kind of re-engineer how I do the holidays after they both passed away. So, you know, it used to be I dreaded the holidays, but then I had to kind of figure out I can't do that because I have kids and now my kids are grown. So then it changed again. So it's like, you know, it, it's always that transition of the holidays. You just think, oh, it's such a great, happy time, but that may not be that way for everyone. So just take a moment, think of who is around you, look at your surroundings and just remember that even though we're getting ready to go into the holiday season, it may not be as joyous for everyone as you may think. So look at your circle, check on someone. It may not, it doesn't have to be a phone call. It could be a quick text. If you haven't talked to someone in a while, just take a moment to send a text, send a message, but we just need to, I think, check on each other a little bit more um, and just make sure that if it's someone that has lost someone last year and they're not here this year, check on that person. Just have that as your number one thing that you do for the, the holiday is just to make sure that if someone has lost someone in the past year, just check on them and make sure they're okay. Of your parents. And so when you both <laughs> oh, that's right. It's both of them. <laughs> so I will make sure I check because my husband, he lost um, both of his parents and all of his siblings, but one, and it's the same, like every year around the holidays, I have to, I almost do double duty in that sense of like making sure I bring as much cheer yeah. in the house as I possibly yeah. can. And, you know, sometimes I realize we're all thinking in a different space yeah. uh, and yeah. just even feeling like you have to fulfill everything for your family, making all those obligations, going to all the yeah. events. It's okay to say no, to make those yeah. boundaries. And if that family yeah. member that you don't have a relationship with anymore keeps trying to make it because it's the holidays, don't feel the guilt that you have to take care do of not. first. Those that's are some true. of mine because I do have a family member that's no longer a family member to me that keeps reaching out. And I'm like, dude, st mm -hmm. that bridge has yeah. been burnt to the ground and ashes yes. may form yeah. before <laughs> that ever is rebuilt. Yeah. So feel yeah. free to ever, if you need to reach out to anyone, make sure you reach out to a professional first, <clears throat> but friends yes. are here for you as well. Yes. You don't yes. have to go through yes. this alone and you're nobody's burden. All right. Nope. Well, Cindy, you're amazing. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And you'll have to come back anytime. So tell us more because, of course, everybody wants to know how they can get that THC card. No, stop. <laughs> There's a lot of different things out there like PTSD, cancer treatments. There's yes. a lot of different diagnoses yes. that you can reach that out for. So yep. to make sure that you qualify because I, I mean, yep. it's one of those things where it doesn't have as many side effects as uh, it does not. And it, opiate drugs not. they like to give and people. It, and, and, and they're all, all, all the diagnoses are listed on the website. So just go to the website and just take a look um, Just go, and go to, you know, on Instagram, you can just link right to the website as well too. Um, so just follow. I, my husband does all the IT stuff. So it's so bad. I don't know all this. Oh, oh, that's all right. I got it down. I have it right here. I have it right thank here. You, thank you. <laughs> yes. Healthywellnesspros.com. As well as her website is H 
WPRO23 on IG. So either way, you are covered. We got you covered. And I will have it linked on the website and the YouTubes and all of that. So everybody can find you easy breezy. But again, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to the East Promise Meal and for listening to this very special episode. We will have more. So make sure um, you hang out and keep sharing, subscribing, and liking. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye.